What's going on, y'all? It's Yusilad Hernandez here with RandomBibleProverb.com. Today I'm reading, uh, the topic is the nature of sexual sin, and it's coming from the passage, Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, synopsis or review. The synopsis or review is any transgressions of the limits that God has set for the enjoyment of sex. Such sins are often life-dominating, but may be broken through the power and grace of Jesus Christ. The topic and theme is the nature of sexual sin. So I'm just going to start by reading the passage. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 1 through 5. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commands and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call inside your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. It's the last verse that this uh, blog post focuses on, the verse 1 through 4 uh, have to do with verse 5 as well, but the main thing is the origin of sexual sin or the nature of sexual sin. So the first thing is the origin of sexual sin. And the sub the subtopic of that is that human nature is fallen, that we have a fallen human nature. Galatians chapter 5 verse 9 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, a second scripture regarding uh, fallen human nature as an origin of sexual sin. Romans chapter 13 verse 12 to 14 says, The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. A third scripture regarding fallen human nature as an origin of sexual sin. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 through 6. Put to death therefore what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry. On account of these the wrath of God is coming. A second thing regarding the origin of sexual sin is the heart. Matthew chapter 15 verse 19 says, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. Moving on, the second thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is the offensiveness of sexual sin. Sexual sin is offensive. One, two, first it defiles the sinner. Matthew chapter 15 verse 20 says these are what defile a person, but to eat what with unwise hands does not defile anyone. Romans chapter 1 verse 24 iterates uh, that the offensiveness of sexual sin defiles the sinner. It says therefore, uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 24 says, therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 further iterates the, the offensiveness of sexual sin as it defiles the sinner. It says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but sexual immorality 
but sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Let's read that again. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. While second thing regarding the offensiveness of sexual sin is that it defiles society. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 24 to 25 says, Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these things, for by all these the nations I am driving out before you have become unclean, and the land became so unclean so that I punished its iniquity, and the land vomited out its inhabitants. Wow, second scripture regarding the offensiveness of sexual sin as it defiles society is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. Your boasting is not good, it says. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? And the last scripture regarding the defilement of, of society as an offensiveness of sexual sin is Revelation chapter 9, verse 2. It says, For his judgments are true and just, for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Further, the, the third offensiveness to sexual sin is that the third offensiveness to sexual sin is that it offends other people. Second Peter chapter two verse seven through eight says, "And if he rescues righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as the righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard." The, the second scripture regarding uh, the offensiveness of sexual sin as it offends other people, Genesis chapter 9, verse 22 through 25. And Ham, and, the and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness when Noah awoke from his wine, and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, shall he be to his brothers. Wow. And a third scripture regarding the offensiveness of sins as it offends other people. Second Samuel chapter 13, verse 21 through 22, When King David heard of all these things, he was very angry. But Absalom spoke to Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had violated his sister. A fourth thing regarding the, the offensiveness of sexual sin is that it offends God. Second Samuel chapter 11 verse 27 said, And when mourning was over, David sent and brought her, which is Bathsheba, to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. The second scripture regarding uh, the offensiveness of sin as it offends God is Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 26 through 27. I myself will lift up your skirts over your face, and your shame will be seen. I have seen your abominations, your adulteries and nayings, 
your lewd whorings on the hills of the in the field. Woe to you, O Jerusalem, how long will it be before you are made clean? A third thing regarding the nature of sexual sin. Moving on, sexual sin un under the old covenant. The so in this third uh, thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is talking about the the sex the types of sexual sin under the old covenant. So the first was premar premarital sex, which is a sexual sin under the old covenant. Uh, Deuteronomy. Chapter 22, verse 13 through uh, 21 says, If any man takes his wife and goes into her, and he hates her and accuses her of misconduct and brings a bad name upon her, saying, I took this woman, and when I came near her, I did not find in her evidence of virginity. Then the father of the young woman and her mother shall take and br bring out the evidence of her virginity to the elders of the city. And the father of the young woman shall say to the elders, I give my daughter to this man to marry, and he hates her. And behold, he has accused her of misconduct, saying, I did not find in your daughter evidence of virginity, virginity, and yet this is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. And they shall spread the cloak before the elders of the city. Then the elders of the city shall take the man and whip him, and they shall find him a hundred shekels of silver and give them to the father of the young woman, because he brought a bad name upon the virgin of Israel. And she shall be his wife. He may not divorce her all his days, but if this thing is true, the evidence of virginity was not found in the young woman, then they shall bring out the young woman to the door of the father's house, and the men of her city shall stone her to death with stones, because she has done an outrageous thing in Israel by whoring in her father's house. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. A second thing regarding a second type of sexual sin under the old covenant was adultery. Exodus chapter 20 verse 14 says you shall not commit adultery. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 20 says and you shall not lie sexually with your neighbor's wife and so make yourself unclean with her. A third type of sin in the old covenant it was prostitution. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 29 says do not profane your daughter by making her a prostitute lest the land fall into prostitution and the land become full of depravity. A second scripture regarding prostitution is Deuteronomy twenty three seventeen through 18. None of the daughters of Israel shall be a cult prostitute, and none of the sons of Israel shall be a cult prostitute. You shall not bring the fee of a prostitute or the wages of a dog into the house of the Lord your God in payment for any vow. Both for these, both of the, for both of these are an abomination to the Lord your God. A fourth type of sexual sin in, in the old covenant in, regarding the old covenant is rape Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 25 to 29 but if in the open country a man meets a young woman who is betrothed and a man seizes her and lies with her then then only the man who lay with her shall die but you shall do nothing to the young woman she has committed no offense perishable by death for this case is like that of a man attacking and murdering his neighbor because he met her in the open country and thought the betrothed you and though the betrothed young woman cried for help, there was no one to rescue her. If a man meets a virgin who is not betrothed and seizes her and lies with her, and they are found, then the man who lay with her will give to the father of the young woman fifty shekels of silver, and she shall be his wife because he has violated her. He may not divorce her all his days. A fifth type of sexual sin regarding the Old Covenant, 
homosexual intercourse. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 22 says, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 13 says, If a man lies with the male as with the woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. The sixth type of sexual sin regarding the Old Covenant is bestiality. Exodus chapter 22 verse 19 says, Whoever lies with an animal shall be put to death. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 15 through 16 says, If a man lies with an animal, he shall surely be put to death, and you shall kill the animal. If a woman approaches any animal and lies with it, you shall kill the woman and the animal. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. A uh, seventh thing regarding the se regarding sexual sin in the Old Covenant is incest. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 17 says, If a man lies with his sister, a daughter with his father, or a daughter with his mother, and sees her nakedness, and she, she, see, she sees his nakedness, it is a disgrace, and they shall be cut off in the sight of the children of their people. He has uncovered his sister's nakedness, and she shall bear his iniquity. And there's several other scriptures here on this blog post. I'll leave a link in the description. Deuteronomy 22, verse 30, A man shall not take his father's wife so that he does not uncover his father's nakedness. Ezekiel 22, 11, One commits an abomination with his neighbor's wife. Another lewdly defiles his brother-in-law. Another in you violates his sister, his father's daughter. But the main portion right here is Leviticus 18, chapter 6, verse 18, regarding incest as a sexual sin in the Old Covenant. And this talks about pretty much all different types of incest inside of your family. And I'll just go ahead and read it. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 16 through 18. None of you shall approach any one of his close relatives to uncover nakedness. I am the Lord. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father which is the nakedness of your mother. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It's your father's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your sister, your father's daughter, or your mother's daughter, whether brought up in the family or in another home. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, for their nakedness is your own nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife's daughter brought up in your father's family since she is your sister. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is your father's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister for she is your mother's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. That is, you shall not approach his wife. She is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife, and you shall uncover not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of, your, of a woman and her daughter. And you shall not take her son's daughter and her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are relatives. It is depravity. You shall not take a woman... As a rival wife to her sister, uncovering her nakedness while her sister is still alive. And the eighth thing regarding the type of sexual sin in the Old, Old Covenant is intercourse during menstruation. 
Leviticus chapter 18 verse 19 says, You shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness while she is in her menstrual uncleanness. The second scripture regarding intercourse during uh, during menstruation being a sexual sin in the Old Covenant is Leviticus chapter 20 verse 18. If a man lies with a woman during her menstrual period and uncovers her nakedness, he has made naked her fountain and she has uncovered the fountain of her blood. Both of them shall be cut off from among their people. So the fourth thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is that is sexual sin under the new covenant. So the first thing regarding sexual sin under the new covenant is that the Old Testament laws are confirmed and strengthened by the new covenant. Matthew chapter 5 verse 27 through 28 says, You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Further, Matthew chapter 5, verse 31 through 32, in that the new, the new covenant strengthens the Old Testament laws, is Matthew chapter 5, verse 31 through 32. It says, it was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. And the last scripture regarding the Old Testament law be, laws being confirmed and strengthened by the New Covenant is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. A second thing uh, regarding the sexual sin under the New Covenant is that is the need for holiness in the lives of believers. First Thessalonians chapter four verse three through seven says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. As we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. A second scripture regarding the need for holiness in the lives of believers regarding sexual sin under the new covenant is Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. And the third scripture regarding the need for holiness in the lives of believers regarding sexual sin under the new covenant is First Peter chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of, of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the, the time is past for the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. The third thing regarding the sexual sin under the new covenant is that the church must be kept pure. 
Revelation chapter 2 verse 14 through 16 says, But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, so that they might eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. So also you have some who hold the teaching of Nicolaitans. Therefore repent, if not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. Also, second scripture regarding the church must be kept pure as it regards to sexual sin under the new covenant. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. It is actually reported, actually, let me read First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 through 11. I wrote to you, in my other letter, not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters since they would, since you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you to not associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. A third scripture regarding uh, the church being kept pure as in regards to the sexual sin in the New Covenant, Revelation chapter 20, verse 20, But I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. The fifth thing regarding the nature, moving on, the fifth thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is God's judgment on sexual sin. The first thing of God's judgment in sexual sin in, in regards to this life. Revelation chapter 2 verse 21 through 23 says, I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation unless they repent of her works. And I will strike her child dead. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches the mind and heart. I will give to each of you according to your works. A second type of judgment, uh, I'm sorry, a second scripture regarding God's judgment on sexual sin in this life. Proverbs chapter 7 verse 26 through 27. For many a victim has she laid low and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way of Sheol going down to the chambers of death. The third scripture regarding God's judgment on sexual sin in this life. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8, We must not indulge in sexual immorality, as some of them did, and 33,000 fell in a single day. The second thing regarding God's judgment in sexual sin will be in the world to come. Revelation chapter 21 verse 8 says, But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake, in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. The second scripture regarding God's judgment on sexual sin in the world to come, Ephesians chapter 5 
verse 5 through 6, For you may be sure of this, that any everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, this is, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And the third scripture, a third scripture regarding God's judgment on sexual sin in the world to come. Jude chapter 7, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and, Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulge in sexual immorality and pursue unnatural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal life. Moving on, the sixth thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is that God's power God has power over sexual, that is God's power. The sixth thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is God's power over sexual sin. The first thing is that it can be forgiven. John chapter 8 verse 10 through 10 says, Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. The second scripture regarding but God's power to God's power over sexual sin and that it can be forgiven. Psalm 51 verse 1 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Uh, third scripture regarding uh God's power over sexual sin and that it can be forgiven. Luke chapter 7 verse 36 to 38. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him and he went into Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought a alabaster flask of ointment and standing behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wipe them with her hair and her head kissed his feet and the ointment with and the and anointed them with the ointment a second a second thing regarding god's power over sexual sin is that hearts can be changed 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 through 11 says or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. As such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Moving on, the last and final thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is resisting sexual sin. The first the first way to resist sexual sin is by remembering God's word. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. A second scripture regarding remembering God's word as a form of resisting sexual sin. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23 to 24. For the commandment 
is a lamp and a teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life to prove you to preserve you from the evil woman from the smooth talk of the adulteress. And a third scripture regarding resisting sexual sin by remembering God's word is Proverbs chapter 7 verse 5 to keep you from the forbidden woman from the adulteress with her smooth words. And this we remember is the is the, the scripture uh, that this topic comes from right here proverbs chapter 7 verse 1 through 5 and i'll read that again my son keep my words and treasure up your commandments with you keep my commands and live T keep my teaching as the apple of your eye bind them on your fingers write them on the tablet of your heart say to wisdom you are my sister and call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman from the adulteress with her smooth words All right, and the second thing uh, in resisting sexual sin is by resisting temptation. Genesis chapter 39, verse 6 through 12. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him, he had no concern about anything but food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after the time his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has on my charge. He is not, gr he is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then? Can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her to lie beside her or to be with her. But one day when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me, L lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. The second scripture regarding resisting temptation as uh, resisting sexual sin by resisting temptation is Proverbs chapter 7, verse 24 to 25. And now, O sons, listen to me and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your ear turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. A second thing, a third thing regarding resisting sexual sin is by mortifying lust. Job chapter, Job chapter 31 verse 1 says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze at a virgin? The, third, the second scripture regarding mortifying lust as resisting sexual sin. Matthew chapter 5 verse 29 through 30 says, If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right eye causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. A fourth way of resisting sin is by living in the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. A fifth way to resist sexual sin is by living in holiness. Romans chapter 6 verse 19 says, I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once 
presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. So now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. The sixth thing for resisting sexual sin is by enjoying sex within proper limits. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. A lovely deer, a graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? A second scripture regarding resisting sexual sin by enjoying sex within proper limits. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, But because of the temptation of sexual sin, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. A third scripture regarding resisting sexual sin is by enjoying sex by enjoying sex within proper limits is first Corinthians chapter seven verse nine but if you cannot exercise self-control they should marry read that again but if they cannot exercise control they should marry for it is better to marry than to burn with passion all right so to wrap it up in conclusion the a review the review of this entire blog post regarding the nature of sexual sin is any transgression of the limits that God has set for the enjoyment of sex of sex since such sins are often life dominating but may be broken through the power and grace of Jesus Christ we remember that the origin of sexual sin is the fallen human nature, as it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, and the heart, as it says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 19. The second is, is the offensiveness of sexual sin. It defiles the sinner, it defiles society, it offends other people, and it offends God. The third thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is that sexual sin is sexual sin uh, is the are the types of sexual sin in the old covenant which are premarital sex, Deuteronomy 22, verse 13 through 21, adultery, Exodus verse 20 through 14, verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 14, prostitution, which is Leviticus chapter 19, verse 29, Deuteronomy 23, verse 17 through 18, and rape, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 25 through 29, and the fifth one was homosexual intercourse, which is another sexual sin under the Old Covenant, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22 is the reference. The sixth thing regarding sexual sin under the Old Covenant was bestiality. You have Exodus 20 through 19, 22, verse 22, uh, chapter 22, verse 19, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 23, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 15 through 16. And the last type of uh, sexual sin under the Old Covenant was incest. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 6 through 18, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 17, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 19. And then the fourth uh, thing regarding the nature of sexual sin was sexual sin under the new covenant. If you remember, the Old Testament laws are confirmed and strengthened, as it says in as it, uh, as Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 through 28 points to sexual sin under the new covenant, covenant the need for holiness in the lives of believers, as part of the new covenant, First Thessalonians chapter four, verse three through seven, 
and also sexual sin in the new covenant is that the church must be kept pure revelation chapter 2 verse 14 through 16 the fifth thing regarding the nature of sexual sin is god's judgment on sexual sin in this life as mentioned in revelation chapter 2 verse 21 through 23 in the world to come revelation chapter 21 verse 8 chapter 21 verse 8 the sixth thing is that god's power over is is that god has power that the sixth thing is god's power over sexual sin it can be forgiven, John chapter 8, verse 10 through 11, and hearts can be changed, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. And the seventh thing regarding the, the nature of sexual sin is the resisting of sexual sin by remembering God's word, Psalm chapter 119, verse 9, by resisting sexual temptation, Genesis chapter 39, verse 6 through 12, Proverbs chapter 7, verse 24 through 25. By mortifying lust, Job chapter 31, verse 1. By living in the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. By living for holiness, Romans chapter 4, verse 19. And by enjoying sex within proper limits, Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2. And 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9. So there you go, so there you, go you guys. That So there you so there you go, you guys. This was uh, from the blog post that I had created, and it's on randombibleproverb.com. If you go to randombibleproverb.com, and the topic is, uh, I'll leave a link in the description. It's Proverbs chapter 7, verse 1 through 5, the nature of sexual sin. And if if you, if you don't, if you're listening on the blog post, subscribe there. If you're listening on the YouTube channel, subscribe there. If you're reading on the blog post, uh, leave a comment or uh, leave a contact or whatever. Um, um, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm sorry, you can follow the, the page on Facebook uh, forward slash random Bible proverb. And same thing at Instagram at random Bible proverb and on Twitter proverb Bible. Uh, but stay tuned for more of these videos. If you like these videos, leave a comment, a share, a like on whichever platform you're watching it on. Thanks again for watching, you guys. Have a good one. Bye.